Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary. Also, (laughs) well done. (laughs) How do intros work? Also joining me is Evgeny. And I am the least prepared person on this podcast today. No, you're going to have a fresh perspective. See? And totally I different. am going to have to be the freshest perspective on preparedness of this podcast. The Fresh Prince of Chicago. When I think of fresh, I think of Argent. <laughs> and I'm Chaos. <laughs> this week... We are going to talk about Words of Brandon from the Legion release, which there were a lot of good ones. This was this was a spicy. This is a spicy time. Okay. Yes. Uh, And that's not even counting the Words of Brandon that talk about spices. (laughs) Right. There there was one about food that we're we're not going to discuss. Uh, And so I think it was a good one. Yeah. It was interesting. You can always read Words of Brandon at Arcanum Wob.coppermine.net. Uh, and you can read all of them, and uh, there was over a hundred, and this is already going to be two episodes, and we've been doing a lot of Words of Brandon episodes, so we don't want to overload the channel with too many of these, but but we do want to educate people on the the exciting stuff and analyze things, because there, there, there's some exciting stuff. But first, we have some news. Yes, we do. Badali Jewelers, which does a lot of fan, like science fiction and fantasy themed jewelry and has done licensed brand and stuff before is lots of stuff yeah yeah a lot of stuff is launched a new product which is custom rings that you can have messages in the steel alphabet inscribed on apparently you can get up to 19 characters on them and they can also be very expensive depending yes. on what uh metal you would like to have on it yes it ranges from not cheap to very expensive, but they are very cool looking. Comment below if you propose to your significant other using a very expensive battle eye ring. I, I've read on Reddit that a few people like showed their girlfriends and fiancés the thing and like, you are not using that for your wedding ring. <laughs> There's a, a friend of mine who whose wedding band and his now wife's wedding band was and still is a replica of the one ring i love that that, that, that see that's more cool than these <laughs> Let, let's be perfectly real here that yeah. is definitely more cool yeah the best part is that this episode is going to be posted late october where there's i'm sure going to be lots more news that we have no idea because we're in the past in september right now mm-hmm. so and these rings have been available for a month so have they well oh. no like they will. They've right. been available for like a few days right as now. of this recording. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When this airs. Cool. Well, let's get started. And there were a lot of things about Nightblood in the Legion. Release. I wonder why. It's almost like Nightblood is an incredibly interesting and weird thing in the Cosmere. Well, yeah, but but like we we like got some actual words of Brandon about Nightblood that are interesting. So we thought we'd start with Nightblood, and then we'll just go kind of, you know, you, you, through the usual lines. All right, so, Evgeny, why don't you read this first one? Why don't I do that? Mason Wheeler asks... Hey, Mason. Hey, Mason. 
uh, asks about Nightblood and whether the shards or the vessels are terrified of him, much like pretty much any other being in the Cosmere, and, yep. and rightfully so. Every rational being. Yeah, that's that's, that's important. Uh, <laughs> sure, previously. sure. Which raises the question: Is Hoyt afraid of Nightblood? But that's not this question. No. To which Brandon says that the vessels are concerned, not terrified, maybe scared, and this leads into a quick discussion on whether the night the, whether Nightblood was as ridiculously invested at the time of its creation as it is now, and Ooh. Brandon finally confirms that no, it was not. It grew in power over time, yep. which is, is terrifying. Yeah, yes, it is terrifying. Finally, but. finally, we get a confirmation that why is he so ridiculously invested? Because he is sucking in investiture. Easy. The explanation is easy in some sense. At least, at least partial. So maybe it's not eating all investiture. It like if you stab someone, it doesn't like eat all investiture like a Larkin would or something. But maybe it's a it's a residual. Yeah, some of it goes away. Some of it is absorbed. Yes. Uh, so, but there's there's still probably that extra oomph, you know, initially that made Nightblood function this way that uh, Azure's blade, let's say, did not. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, that. I think that's pretty crazy that Brandon mm-hmm. actually finally said that. But right? uh, yeah, uh, the, this next one, Mason asks, what would happen if someone carried Nightblood unsheathed into a perpendicularity? And Brandon said, Raffo. A Raffo would happen. Which, you know, given this ab- absorbing of investiture, that's probably for the best. Yeah, it's yeah, it would probably stop being a perpendicularity very quickly. Because I mean, it requires a like conflux of large amount of investiture in one place makes a perpendicularity, right? So like, if all the investiture gets consumed, it's not a perpendicularity anymore. Well, but that would depend on how much of that night blood can actually eat, right? So I can I can see different scenarios here. Maybe if you let's say you dip you uh, into the uh, um, Aona perpendicularity, right? Because it's a it's a pool. Yeah. Maybe you move so fast between the realms that Nightblood does only some damage to the perpendicularity. And like you get a you get a you get the equivalent of a turbulence as you go through. Maybe it annihilates the whole thing. Maybe there is so much investiture in a perpendicularity that even Nightblood cannot make any kind of significant dent in it over the course of a few seconds. Yeah, perpendicularities. Let's just remember, Rashek changed the entire world of Skadriel and moved the planet. And that was just a fraction of a shard's power. Yeah. And so, like, you know, how much investiture could Nightblood really eat? Yeah. I, a lot, but it would be a lot. I think whether the shard is aware, like a splintered shard is, is going to be more traumatic because nothing can stop Nightblood. But if you stuck Nightblood into Cultivation's perpendicularity, she could probably be like, oh, no, that's bad. I'm going to like withdraw all the investiture from there to make that stop. Well, I just wonder how much control a chart has in their perpendicularity. I mean, clearly some, but... Eh. Yeah. They could... I would say that they could shift where the perpendicularity was. Yeah, it's like, I yes, it's a that. natural yeah. occurrence, but they can just like 
shove it somewhere else. That's kind of like what preservation did with the well, kind of. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, like in the imprisonment of ruin in some respects, but I don't know. It's yeah. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they can do that in a moment, though. I feel like shards would keep track of this highly invested thing, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is made of metal. I don't know if they can see him. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's that's true. It's not invisible to them. It shines like very brightly, so like, like they they would be able to see where it is. Maybe does does yeah. Well, yeah, for non Adrian shards, like we don't know, right? That's true. Uh, I wonder. It's still a a large amount of investiture, so I would assume that shines or would be noticeable. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like. Well, unsheathed, yeah. Because kinetic investiture gives off pulses, right? So whenever Nightblood is unsheathed, it would do some sort of pulsing similarly, right? But, but sh- And shards would be much better at determining this than any Alamancer ever could, right? But um, a person's soul shines, and that's not kinetic investiture. Right, yeah, so yeah, yeah. with metals and people's souls, it is because there's a there's a quote-unquote window to the spiritual realm, and what they see is the shine of power from there. But I don't know whether Nightblood's colossal amount of investiture would interfere with that. Like, maybe, maybe all of the investiture that he has absorbed over the years is not stored in the spiritual. Maybe it is stored in, in the cognitive, where his Frankenstein's monster's cognitive aspect resides yeah so i don't know if the shards can see him there or even if they can the shards have limited ability to like they they have a mind they have a vessel they can't be everywhere at all times yeah no and so especially the ones on like cultivation probably checks up on him every now and then Mm -hmm. but i don't think he she she looks at him at all times yeah i mean that's true Great. Well, that was the Raffo. <laughs> <laughs> we spent we spent ten seconds on a page wob and and five yeah. minutes on two lines. Um, but this one reminded me of the first one. I wanted to mention something real quick. Oh yeah. I wonder if the vessels are concerned about night blood in the same way that people right now are concerned about AI. And so, mm. like a lot of people, or at least some. No, I'd say a lot of people are concerned that Evo AI, Skynet, Terminator scenario, end of the world type deal. But that's a very future-centric concern. And so I wonder if the vessels are thinking, well, this could become a problem in the distant future, so let's just keep an eye out for that. But maybe maybe it's not going to happen. Why, why bother dealing with it? That's an interesting idea. The thing that I was thinking of is what if Nightblood grabs enough investiture that he is a shard. And we actually have a word of Brandon about sentient uh, on objects becoming shards later. Which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But Finally, like, we have a wop on that. Yeah. But I like this next word of Brandon, Ian, because it basically just asks a question that's been always on our mind. Yeah. Okay. So Orange Jedi asked, uh, when Nightblood was created, was endowment involved in any way more than normal? Brandon's like, good question. You qualified that the right way. I would say yes, but maybe not to the extent you're thinking. Orange Jedi then clarified, normal being using endowment's investiture to awaken. There's something special. Brandon, I would say 
there is something special. Bum, bum, Hooray! Bum. So not to the extent you're thinking, but something special makes me think like maybe the extra oomph is not endowment stuff, but because but I'm maybe sure she Brandon was, maybe she in was involved way. in delivering the extra oomph. So she yeah. had a, she had a bunch of autonomous investiture in a in a in a cup. <laughs> Uh-huh. And well, I don't Shashara think it would be autonomy. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From somewhere else. Right. Yes. So one possible scenario was endowment was involved in that she assisted or interfered with Shashara's awakening, but not by delivering additional breath, essentially. Yeah. Sure. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. does lead into the next two words of Brendan, really. Uh, and this segues conveniently into a question by Wallen, or Waylon. If I'm saying this wrong, let me know. Ping me in Discord. You're, all, well, you're the only yeah. person who can ping me in Discord about this. <laughs> Those are Does dangerous night- words to say. <laughs> <laughs> Does Nightblood contain any ATM? And Brandon hard knows this one. Brandon, I rarely say no, Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a rare occasion, obviously. But then Waylon asks, does Nightblood contain any of Ruin's investiture? Like, not Adium, but Brandon. Yes, technically. And I'm not wiggling around that, because technically location in the Cosmere and who belongs to what gets really weird, right? Because Ruin's investiture is everywhere. But I'm not talking that way. I'm talking the way you actually mean it. What? What? <laughs> what? Which, in retrospect, why has this question not been asked before? Because Brandon has alluded like, oh, corrupted investiture, nightblood, so- mixing of investiture. And then destruction is ruinous. Like, yeah, yeah, like- absolutely. Um, I would like, as the most boring person in the entire fandom, I would like to propose a more pedestrian solution. Yes, to this yeah, conundrum. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Nightblood has just destroyed something that was of ruin. I I think so. I think that's what that means because Brandon said yes, technically, right? Like, does Nightblood contain some of Honor's investiture and Odium's investor? Yes, because he's been destroying things that were invested in those things, right? I think that's the simplest explanation. It is. Perhaps. Because the way... So a thought that just occurred to me is that Brandon has talked about if you were to make a sentient robot... Yes. It would, it would form a soul by like drawing on the investiture in the spiritual realm. It would make a spirit web. Okay. So what if when they awakened Nightblood, it made a soul for the sword and it drew in some ruinous investiture because it's so heavily associated with ruin's intent, like destroying? I just, I just, I just feel like with with the 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 way Brandon said, it's yes, technically. Let me explain why that this is kind of weird, because uh, technically, you know, ah, oh, ruins of is everywhere. But I'm actually talking about it the way you mean it. But it's still, yes, technically. But I feel like 
the whole like, oh, it just ate something that had ruins investiture isn't significant enough. Well, it, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have to be. Like, I, I, what Brandon could be saying here is, I understand why you're asking me this, and so yes, technically is is still the answer I stand by. Which, like, he couldn't say no because it's like, ah, yeah, the knife blood. Uh, I mean, technically, <laughs> yes. Right. So I I think that's the more sensible explanation than Ruin providing the extra oomph or something. I mean, well, maybe that that's po- that, Sure, that's possible. There's something that we don't know with Nightblood. Yes. Yeah. I like it's not that. like anything conscious on Ruin's part. It's just drawing from latent investiture in the Cosmere. I just don't know how much people can do that. <laughs> like that's the thing. Right. I think this is a very, very weird thing. So very, very weird things could have happened. Someone should ask, does Nightblood contain any of insert shard here investiture and see what Brandon says? Because if he answers yes technically on those, then it's probably not the drawing off ruin, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, if if you kill someone who on Skadriel with Nightblood, you would have some ruin investiture, right? It's not it's not an exciting answer, but Brandon's all shards have technically invested themselves on Roshar Sanderson. Right. So yeah, that's that's a lot of middle names. Yes, that, that that's his long form title. You know, uh. that, we'll, we'll just list all those. <laughs> Brandon, I never say no, Sanderson, and all shards have invested themselves on Roshar Sanderson. Easy. Right. And we just got one more Nightblood one. So this questioner asked, if Nightblood was in the cognitive, what damage would he do? Brendan, if he were actually there. I thought you were going to go with the obvious one of, what does he look like? But I'll raffle both of them. When Brandon brings up a question, that's like, oh yeah, what does he look like in the cognitive? <laughs> How would he actually be there? So that's, I don't I mean, know, but that's interesting. It has been asked before, it has been raffled before. Mm-hmm. Well... Clearly, he's been through the cognitive realm. That would literally have to be the case because he got to Roshar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right? But I think there would be a different if he was physically there versus his cognitive aspect. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, Because we do see, like, Azure's blade was brought there physically, and it doesn't look any different. So I I assume... Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. I assume Nightblood would work the same way. Yeah. But his cognitive aspect would probably be weird. And similarly, we have seen massively invested creatures in the cognitive realm, specifically the Unmade and Kolinar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Without Whoa. them actually being there. And those those things are huge. And Nightblood is the most invested object in the Cosmere. I, I, I would I would say far, far more invested than Ashrit Marm. Well, I mean, Nightblood being the most invested object versus a highly invested thing, like... Okay, like, fair. A being made of investiture. Like, sure. the Stormfather is more invested than Nightblood, probably, right? Um, Maybe? I don't, I don't I mean, Maybe. it is kind of hard to compare, but like... I don't know if we can make that comparison with something like yeah, no, an you're unmade. Right. But you're right. But I do think my flood's cognitive cognitive aspect in Shadesmar would uh, be very interesting. Alarming. 
Brandon brought it up, so that means it's probably important. Yep. Also, as a as a follow-up slash prequel to this question, there has been a very <laughs> similar question asked um, in the past, and I don't remember where, uh-huh. but it was along the lines of, hey, if Nightblood was physically in the cognitive realm and it struck one of the spheres, what would actually happen? Yeah. And... Brandon's answer was was worrying uh, because it was part, well, I haven't thought too much about that. It was part, oh, I'm beginning to realize how actually terrifying Nightblood is. And part, well, I, I think it would destroy the thing that the sphere belonged to. What if, hey, what if there's a sphere for Roshar's cognitive aspect? Oh, I'm beginning to realize Nightblood might be problematic. Oh, that that Brandon just went off like that? Yeah. Hmm. The trick would be finding the sphere that is... Just just go left and right with, like, you can... I, I don't see a problem in obliterating the entire Cosmere well, okay, 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 several okay. spheres so at a time. There, there is some good news, though. In that, if you were wielding Nightblood that way, it would probably kill you first before you got to do that much damage. Now, could another person then pick up Nightblood? Well, yeah, I mean, that's not great, but... Yeah. And, like, what happens if you just leave Nightblood unsheathed in Shadesmar? Like, uh, Just toss it in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be, like, alarm bells blaring all over the spiritual realm and like shards being like yeah no that's bad we are doing something about that yeah, yeah that, that may that, be that is the nice thing about the cosmere it's like if something goes real bad can a shard act yes usually they don't want to but if it's really bad they can well, that that's good to know i completely forgot about that one which is not from this event but no yeah speaking of we should probably get moving yes but yeah, now enough, yeah. enough with night blood yeah. Let's move on to another cognitive being, Kelsier. <laughs> Kelsier. An unknown questioner asks whether Kelsier has done any world hopping, and Brandon explains that Kelsier is bound to Skadrio in the same way that Spren are bound to Roshar because of their connection and because of their cognitive being beingness. Uh, it is possible to get off world, he says, but Kelsier does not know what it is. Which is probably a good thing. Which is probably a good thing. Uh, So, all the fans of the crackpot theory that Kelsier founded the Ghostbloods, you need a a different explanation. Technically, it doesn't destroy that theory, because Ghostbloods are a world-hopping organization. No, 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 I'm saying, you just just need a different explanation about how he does that. I'm not saying... Oh, okay, okay. The center of the Ghostbloods on Skadriel, easy. Uh, (laughs) Pretty much. Hey, yeah, Teal. Yaddle. She's Scadrian. Yeah, right. Scadrian descent. Yeah. Uh, This next one, the questioner asks, what's the thing you're most excited about doing for Stormlight 4? Brandon, I've got a really cool thing set up for Wit's epilogue that I've been planning to do for a long time. So the Wit soliloquy at the end is going to be a little extra special. Which... I always love with soliloquies in the epilogue. So if this one is going to be even more special, like I'm excited. So in this next one, the questioner asks in Stormlight with the way the Radiance armor works, 
Is it going to be similar to an Ether of Night where it grows, or do they summit, summon it like the Shardlets? Brandon, mm, someone's read Aether of Night. Rafa, you should find out before too much longer. I've been working very hard to keep that mechanism hidden until we can have some things like this happen on screen, but it's getting increasingly hard. Book four, Kaladin gets his plate. Easy. Yeah. Like, gotta be. But this is, again, a really interesting idea that I don't think anyone has connected before with. So if for those of you who have not read Aether of Night, like me, there is one of the ethers, Amberite, is a topaz-ish colored gemstone in like a person's palm. <gasps> topaz? Can, yes. Like, yes. There's a reason I used the word topaz, because that's totally an aether that Hoyd was named after. That's like an old theory of mine. But regardless, no. one of Amberite's abilities is it can grow a sh- a suit of amber colored armor around the oh. person oh yeah okay that colored armor you say <laughs> amber yeah. the color of the yeah should we we sh- maybe we should do an aether of night episode maybe i should read aether of night yeah maybe i should for the record aether of night is a good book but it does not feel like a Brandon book. And you can request Aether of Night on 17char.com. And we might even get to it eventually. Oh, oh man. Oh, this next one, Evgeny. Oh. So, moving on to yet another cognitive thing. Steel Dancer, a, an active member of our community. and I steal. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> asks. Stay in school, kids. Yep. On Threnody, the Shades, their eyes turn red when they get really mad. Is that the same thing as with the Voidbringers and all the other ones? So, first of all, Voidbringers, you're using the term a little incorrectly here. You should read Oathbringer. Brandon answers, I have a sub-theme in the Cosmere of the Redness, and it's supposed to be intentional. So, it's the same thing? Asks Steel Dancer. It is the same theme... But I do not mean to imply that it's the same shard. But it's the same effect? Asks Steel Dancer desperately, trying to get an answer. Yes, says Brandon. I'm doing it intentionally. Red eyes specifically are meant to mean something, but I use it a few other ways. So, red, corrupted investiture. Red eyes are are meant to mean bad, I imagine. <laughs> well, well, when you put it like that, yes, they they are creepy. But like any 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 anything anything not written in steel, anyone any hmm, red anyone things? with eyes of red. I write these words in red eyes. No, hmm. But it's not literally everyone with red eyes because the dustbringers and the light weavers. Both and that's why you evil. always have a blue eyes white dragon and not a red eyes black dragon. <laughs> right. I was trying to work that in this in, this entire time. Glad I got to fit that in there. You're welcome. Shalant, uh, Shalant for Odium's champion. <laughs> well, I can't. Maybe what what red eyes and red things have we seen? We've seen the thrill. We've seen uh, the f- obviously well, the. Well, I wouldn't necessarily like throw the thrill in there. 
red Because it might mist. just be naturally red rather than red because it's corrupted investiture. That is well, a that's question true. that is still extant that people are wanting to ask. Sure. Okay, but it is red. So I'm listing red yes. things, okay? It, it is red. <laughs> um, just just the, so we're like... The faceless immortals at yep. the end of the Bands of Morning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, do we have anything else? Well, the, vo- like- the fused, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Forms of power. Storm, storm form. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that's everything. So mm-hmm. Anything on Nalthus? I don't think anything on Nalthus. Other than just naturally red things, but that's not like this sort of thing. So yeah. uh, I don't think anything on Scadrio except for the, the Immortals. corrupted Kandra, I guess. Well, uh, if that's the what they evil are. faceless immortals. That's yeah, all yes, we that's can say about immortals. that. Yeah, yes, yes, okay. But I'm saying like corrupted faceless immortals because they also use the term for Kandra. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's not necessarily corrupted if that's just their natural... They they don't need to be corrupted Kandra. It's just that's how a person from Skadriel is thinking about them. That yes. they are like the Kandra, but are different beings yes. in a similar flavor. Sure. Like, someone on Roshar would probably call them Weird Spreton, right? Or, you know, some... They would be Weird Amians. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm. <laughs> right. Weird, strange Amians with red eyes. Oh, crazy. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's just a Skadrian thing to rationalize what they are. I mm. don't know. That's debatable, but we should not debate that right now. Uh, well, I mean... Uh, could shades, we find the obviously. lost metal? I feel like Harmony oh, yeah, would shades. know if some of his cantrip were corrupted. He well, might. yeah, that, well, right, that was, well, that was the whole thing with Palm, Yeah, obviously, like, obviously, yes. Anyway, that's all the red things. Let's go on to the next one, also from Steel Dancer. Uh, and Steel asks, Town, did he give in to the torture around the events of Way of Kings? And, uh, in, Brandon says that in Way of Kings Prime, which he wrote in 2002, he'd been around a few years before he showed up in the narrative. Uh, and in the current outline, I don't have that the case, but I haven't written his book yet. So for canon, but it's a word of Brandon canon, I'm going to say he's only been around for a couple of months before he shows up at the city. Now, first of all, Brandon has been saying this, it's word of Brandon canon uh, more than a few times. So maybe that's just a new sort of thing that he's saying. It's his Something. new asterisk. Well, it's his, yeah, right, right. No, no, he, I mean, yeah. Brandon has always been adamant that any information that he gives as a word of Brandon is canon until he writes it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. But like referring to it as word of Brandon canon. Okay, yeah, sure. That's a new is thing. new. But uh, that makes sense. So he broke uh, just a little bit before. So, okay, so Tallen Best Human. Well, I mean, we, we, we knew that. Yeah, um, we knew that. And Matt's not here, so that we, we can say that. Plus, he's wrong, so even if he yeah, were here, right, yeah, what does right, it matter? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this is interesting to me because one of the things we've talked about in the in the town fandom uh, for a long time is... In the town fandom? It's a subculture thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Right, we have magic t-shirts. And ah, okay. lower back tattoos. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh-huh. It's just Town's face. So the the thing, uh-huh. the relevant thing here is, 
when he appears at the gates of Kolinar, he is described as raggedy and his body glistens with moisture mm-hmm. as if he... And, and, and so that has drawn parallels to shard blades, which right. also drip yep. with moisture as they appear. And so yep. we were wondering, well, did he just appear in the physical realm and and the moisture is an artifact of of that realmic transition yeah but if he's been around for a couple of months then no that has not been the case and the moisture is probably just either from swimming in a river or there was a river nearby i don't actually know Uh, i think there's a river that passes through colinar isn't there there's one nearby i think yes there is absolutely one nearby because that's what they go from the yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like that yeah, from Colnar in, in the cognitive realm. Yeah, yeah, right. Oathbringer. We should all read it. We should yeah. definitely reread Oathbringer because mm-hmm. it is getting rusty because turns out a lot of things happen in Oathbringer. Yeah, who knew? It's a big book. Um But some would say it's filler, I guess. I don't understand those people, but Okay, so this next one is also Steel Dancer. Hi. And at the beginning of Words of Radiance, the assassin Liss is she Chana. Referring to the Herald of the Dustbringers. Brandon, evil laugh. I will laugh at that. Sorry. I think this is still a theory that is very much alive. Yeah. I I, I believe, because this is weird. I'm... It, it could be, maybe, maybe not. Like, it, it, it is definitely plausible. Yes. Yeah. And cool. I like it. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it... it if she's not, then I, I would also not be surprised, but I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, another prominent member of our community, Arashara, asks, does a region's cultural identity ever have anything to do with their spiritual DNA? Brandon confirms that as a yes. So, like, people expect Alethi to be tall, so they're more likely to be tall, uh, is the clarification follow-up. Oh, that's what would you, we're saying that, no. Not that part. You're saying like how someone does... I don't have it working like that right now. That would take more... I would say no on that. Yes, but no. So, yes, it has an effect, but not the effect you were thinking. Yep, that's that's my read on the, on the answer. Yeah, me too. Which the cool. effect it does have is more in tune with what we see on Cell. I think it's like a connection thing. Like, yeah. it, it, it's not like necessarily affecting your physical, but more like the connection that you have yeah. with like a certain region, right? And it, it mm-hmm. the spiritual DNA probably has to do with those sort of aspects yeah. of things more so than like causing those physical changes, because that's what mm-hmm. regular DNA is for, <laughs> right? Physical DNA. Physical DNA. Cognitive DNA. Not a thing, but no, there is cognitive DNA. Is there? Yeah. That is, I'm pretty sure, no, maybe not from you, but like, no, no that's there is. Not, that is definitely not from me. Okay. Is, but like, is that's that an ancient, ancient word of Brandon, that wow, there really? is physical, cognitive, and spiritual DNA. I totally don't remember that. From 2014. Uh, no, it's before that. There's an example from before that. I don't remember this at all. Next one. Arshara asks, and this, this one's crazy. This is, this is spicy. How many times did a did a herald break and let the fused return to Roshar? Brandon. Oh, so how many desolations were there total? Arshara. Between the Oath Pact and the last desolation. Brandon. 
Not as many as people say there are. Arshara, more than 50, less than 50. Brandon, he misinterprets 50 to be 15. And Brandon said, oh, I would guess offhand more than 15, but not much more. That's the sort of thing I'd have to look at the timeline on. Uh, Not as many as they think, but more than 15. And Brandon says, oh, you asked for more than 50. More than 15, less than 50. This is crazy because in the early lore, like the thing with Way of Kings is that the the lore of Voronism is that the Voidbringers came 9 and 99 times, right? Or Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yep. Which Brandon has said, that's more cultural, like the 40 days and 40 nights thing. For sure. For sure. For sure. But- Having an upper bound on desolations and a lower bound on desolations. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting. Sign me up for this. Yeah. Ooh. Right. That, that kind of means that the desolation, the period of desolations is not as long as we think it was. Well, well, it was still like 6,000 years. So what, is, what does the Stormfather say? He says the first were Centuries. hundreds of years yeah. Yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. And then towards yep. the end, they were several years apart. Yeah, and with and the last two being less than a less than a year, I think. I thought yeah. it was less than two years or something. It, no, sure. it was, I think it was less than a year, but some, whatever. Very some close. nonsensical value like that. So we can, I mean, yeah, we could kind of plot something. But the the desolation period wasn't six thousand years because we're getting the after the last desolation, we got four thousand five hundred years, right? So I I. I I don't well, think. Yeah, it's right. It's six thousand like, years from the shattering of Eden Alzium to the last desolation ish roughly yeah 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 right so but it's like like we have, like there's there's a lot of time period and yeah 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 okay sure uh but if we are looking at more than 15 but not much more than 15 like we take 20 20-ish. as some kind of a ballpark 20, 25 maybe yeah if we are looking at hundreds of years between the first few and less than a year then uh, between the last two ballpark it at 100 maybe 50 years on average between yeah i feel then like we're looking at what maybe a thousand like let's say between 5 no 500 is too low between no. 1000 and 2000 years maybe like 2000 years i would say it's longer than that this would have been smart if I, like, made, like, a plot and, like, really, like, plotted out, like, ah, let's, let's create a graph, how, then, like, estimate the decay rate that, uh, the, when the heralds would break and kind of, like, estimate that, but I did not do that math, so maybe we'll do that another time. Yeah, like, I would say closer to 4,000. I, I would need to do the math. I would need yeah. to do the arithmetic. Uh, which I, I have not done. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, I suspect one of the reasons this question was asked was because of a theory floating around that the number of desolations matches the number of the unmade, or the number of times a herald broke matches the number of the unmade, and that's how the unmade were created. Every time a herald breaks, oh. something huh. happens and an unmade spawns. Um huh. Obviously, since we've had more than 15 desolations, it's not exactly nine. No. Then that theory is out of the window. Yeah, for sure. Great. That was a good question on the desolations. And joining us late because he was stuck in traffic 
is Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, guys. I just got off the UK's largest uh, car park, known as the M1. It's it's a great place to be. Great. We all know all about that. Uh, yep. Yes, the M1. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I think the only thing I know about the M1 is that in the book Good Omens by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman, it's literally designed by demons. <laughs> Well, that is why you yeah. were stuck in traffic. So. Yeah, every it's it's every Sunday night I have to drive like an hour down it, and that hour always turns into an hour and a half or two hours. So yep. that's that's a little snippet of my life, guys. If you if you're interested, so Arshara asked another good question that destroys a theory of one of the shardcasters. I'm surprised he. I'm surprised Brandon answered this personally. Yeah. So. The Fused were looking something at the palace at Kolinar at the end. Were they looking for Hoyd's cryptic? Brandon. Yes, they were. Good question. Did people think they were looking for the Black Gemstone? That would be the other big guess. But they were looking for the cryptic. They were like mining. Like, what? What? I mean, I guess guess they were breaking down the rocks so that a Fused... Because the Fused was... I mean, the, um, the cryptic was hiding in the wall. And so if you break everything down to dust... The spren is not going to have anywhere to hide. Yeah. Yeah. Because unlike other spren, cryptics have a, a much more visible mm-hmm. physical presence. They can't go invisible. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, the Shardcast theory was that they were looking for Baidu Mishram's prison under Kolinar. The theory yeah. of some <laughs> members of the Shardcast. Look, I, I liked Windrunner's theory. That was good. That was, it was good. The official, it was interesting. The official majority Shardcast ruling. The, the official Shardcast <laughs> stands on what the Fused were doing there. Yeah. But they were looking for the cryptic. Why would they be looking for the cryptic? So my thoughts on that were that it's not just any cryptic. Okay. Huh. I was thinking that Elokar's cryptic was very important one. In the same way, well, in a similar way to, I guess, how pattern is supposed to be very important, or at least very famous. So, a cryptic prince, if you will. I disagree. I think you've 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 got your massive fused army, and the fused very much see the radiance as their the, the their biggest threat. Mm-hmm. And in order to get a radiant, you need a person, and they're more than happy to kill people. So they probably want to do something to get rid of the spren as well, because you also need a spren for radiant. And once that spren has already made the transition to the physical realm, as we saw with Timber, then it's much easier for that spren to then uh, bond with uh, just another person. And yeah. so by getting the spren whilst it's in the physical realm, that means yeah, they can also corrupt. Shianat can corrupt it too. Yeah, I don't that. think Odium knows that though, or it's not like. She's not doing that for Odium. I think. Well, she's- but o- Odium oh, no, clearly she- knows that Shianat can enlighten Spren, and so maybe that's a thing that Odium would want her to try on other Spren. Including the Earthgate Spren. Yeah, Shianat um, yeah. enlightening the Earthgate Spren was a was a trap, I assume, planned by Odium. Yeah, but but yes, I see what you mean, was, though, Ian. But like, yeah. yeah, doing it for Radiant Spren, I don't think is part mm-hmm. of Odium's plan. I think that's why Renarin is such. A disruptive effect right. on his yeah, plans, yeah, yeah. right? Right, mm, but yeah. it could be that they tried to like because she says we've never been able to to enlighten anything as complicated as Old Gates Brand. So, yep, Odium knows that okay, that worked. Now let's see if we can do this with a 
with a radiant spread. And maybe so, Odium doesn't know that Xiaonan already did that. Way ahead yeah, yeah. of you, buddy. <laughs> I don't um, think anyway. so, because I don't... Odium has enough... Like, I don't think he would need to do that. It's like, I think Ben is on the right track. We don't want more Radiance. So yeah. they probably have some way of like preventing Spren from getting in. But if there's a Spren already in the city, they want to deal with that. Yeah. I don't think a single Radiant Spren would warrant the amount of effort they're throwing into whatever they're doing. I, I mean, think you're underestimating the impact a single Radiant can do. And also the amount of effort that getting a couple of slaves with like one or two fused overseers smashing apart a building isn't that much of a resource drain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's true. Because like, like Odium doesn't care how long it takes. Yeah, sure. It could be. It could be just them, you know, double doing doing a double duty, yeah. finding something for the humans to do and looking for the sprint. And and it, yeah, that that does seem sensible for it to just be as simple as. Well, I mean, we gotta have something for you to do, and uh, also we, we can just eliminate a potential threat, and that's yeah. always good. Two yeah. chickens, one stone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, leaving cryptics and odium and other things. And Arshara's questions. <laughs> and Arshara's questions. Uh, Prince Dusty asks a clarification question about something that showed up during the Pixel Project event, which we discussed mm-hmm. last time or last Wobcast. At the Pixel Project event, you talked about a further extent of cultivation's magic and th- then just the boon and the bane. Third light. Third light, third light. Yeah. Are there any people alive at the end of Oathbringer who were influenced by that magic? Uh, Prince Dusty, great setting up and, and leaving Brandon as little wiggle room as possible. Good job. Mm, top lovely. tier, top tier yeah. questions in this one. We're doing the okay emoji on, on screen right now. <laughs> uh, and Brandon says, yes, lift. Well, I guess that's a boon, isn't it? Yes, there are such people, but nobody on screen that has cultivation magic other than boons or curses from the Night Watcher. Yes, there is such a thing. No, there's no one else on screen, but what Lyft does is a hint. I I would like to point out an excellent comment that our Fan X Words of Brandon episode had where someone said, what if Lyft is, when she's eating, is just creating that cultivation light? Instead of stormlight per se, and using oh. that to fuel things, it's yeah. a good idea. And I'm like, yeah. and they're just interpreting that as stormlight because, because it still fuels surge binding. Doesn't Windle say that stormlight though? Ooh, I, I, I kind of forgot. I yeah. Would he? Would he know though? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, he would forget things coming in. And not the, only not only forget things, physical, but sure. even even if he had perfect knowledge of how the radiance work, he hmm. doesn't necessarily know what's happening in lifts. Metabolism? Yeah. yeah. Like, he is I, in the physical realm at that point. Like, he is, mm-hmm. he's not, like, seeing... Right. Not yeah. only that, but I, I think he also refers to her power as investiture a lot of the time. Like, he that's, doesn't yes, say, he does. you don't have enough stormlight, okay. he says, you don't have enough no, investiture. That's right, that's right, mm. that's right. So, I am kind of on that train, because I think that's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. I do think I love that's it. a good idea. Yeah. Because, especially when Brandon says, but what Lyft does is a hint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, like... <laughs> How else am I supposed to interpret well, that? Like that, or the metabolizing things for third light is how you get third light, third rather light. than the storm. If yeah, 
I like it because it's kind of like you've got to cultivate it within your own body kind of thing. So on, on that note, before we get too excited about it, it is interesting that the external effects of, of all of this seem to manifest in the same way as Stormlight does. The enhanced physical properties, yeah, I... the sustenance, the glow. Yeah, true. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe, yeah. Oh, that's true. It also could be the the part where lift goes into the visions without uh, the Stormfather's, you know, approval. Yeah, what's up that, with that? Yeah, that's always like I've always seen that, and I'm kind of like either the Night Watcher is is messing with the Stormfather directly, or cultivation is messing with the Stormfather directly because I think it's that's... the Night Watcher because siblings, yeah. right? Yeah, which is what was implied because the Stormfather was not happy with that. However, though, I feel like. On this topic, maybe we should do a dedicated lift up episode where we like reread the lift stuff because I'm yeah. like, I don't really remember this too much. I, I think David would because he wrote the lift article, but I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure, I'm, dust it on the list. I'm a little more rusty, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's table that one for later. So the next one we've got is uh, another one from Prince Dusty who essentially was asking about how uh, previously Brandon has talked about how AVR abilities and Alamantic abilities, they kind of um, have a bit of similarities between them. Sure. And Brandon basically just said that the, whilst they are, uh, they do have some similarities, you're going to be able to do stuff with Alamancy that you can't do with an AVR, and you're going to be able to do stuff. There's some AVRs that count abilities that Alamancy can't. They're kind of related in the same way that, you know, like healing across like, with Stormlight and healing with Alamancy yeah, right. is kind of, uh, sorry, Farukami, is kind of similar, or Lightweaving with Yolish and uh, Roshar and Lightweaving. You know, similar abilities these, will look similar. Yeah, some abilities look similar, some planets and some magic magics will share abilities, and that's just the way things will work. Mm -hmm. okay. And he also said that AVR are known in the Cosmere, but are very, very rare. Yes. Which, um, that reminds me in an older Word of Brandon Brandon said that a lot of AVR are used for navigation, which I expect really? once we get into space, they'll be used oh. for that. Interesting. I have questions on that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I also oh. don't remember that, but okay. Me either. <laughs> but I, I just, you know, blank on all these things on yeah. the first of the sun. So, uh, it's like how um, Dicey and Amians are going to be important for Mistborn yeah. Era 4, because animals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably uh, because Ansibles. Presumably, presumably because of I'm Ansibles. sure they're important for other reasons. Yeah. Which, for the people who do not know what Ansible means, it's faster than, like, communication. Instant communication. Yes. Instant yep. communication. This is my little favorite pet yep. theory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this next one from Zazumbi, uh was asking about aluminum-foiled hats blocking emotional allomancy. And... They were wondering how much aluminum was required, like an aluminum colander, aluminum headband. Um, and Brandon says uh, it ha it has to be tinfoil, at least. Thicker is probably better, the way that things work. So uh, the, the bare minimum is tinfoil. Uh, and also he said in later eras of Mistborn, when powers are decreasing, then that would be completely reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Which... I kind of hate that he's, he's calling it tinfoil. Yeah, yeah. It's not tinfoil. <laughs> no, I, I, well, yeah, but like lots of people call tinfoil, but you get at the store as aluminum foil. Like, yes, yeah, that's, that's because originally common. it was tinfoil. 
Right. But I, I think aluminum foil now. I remember this where I was doing like a science project. And I'm like, oh, tin has this property. But then it's like, oh, no, this does not burn there like for, for like a science project or something and like oh no this is this is not tin got it yeah yeah, yeah. you don't make that mistake again nah. cool this next one is one kind of close to my heart because it deals with elantris yeah yeah and it's was the wall around elantris soul cast ah good question it was not soul cast excellent question and then another questioner came in and asked like something inaudible find out later maybe Ran, and then Brandon concludes with, their own magic was involved in the creation of Elantris. The local magic was involved. Which means, or at least heavily implies, that it was not Aeona or Devotion that created the city. Which was a very common yeah. theory that I myself oh, true. espoused. Yeah, no, that, that does imply okay. that, yeah. So we're probably looking at the Elantrians using Aeondor to help them build Elantris or spawn Elantris in, in the exact shape and dimensions that they needed to. Mm-hmm. I imagine but, yeah. devotion helped. <laughs> but, like, but like possibly how, like, how weird is it though that like the Elantrians had their magic their local magic to create Elantris before Elantris existed, considering how central well, it, Elantris is to the Elantrians. Right. It's not as essential as people think. It just okay. boosts the power. Uh, okay. The magic. Like yeah. there's oh. lots of sellish magics, right? Like yeah, like the, these. When we say Elantrians, we're thinking that that's very impressive. But those pre-Elantris Elantrians would be much more like you know the other sorts of say the okay. forgers, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're, and which makes you think all sorts of things. I wonder if if you can replicate the effect of Elantris in other countries. You probably sale? could, almost certainly. Yeah. And why people haven't done that. Maybe we will see that. That would be really I guess, interesting. I guess at the time of the events of Elantris, people didn't really know why the shape of Elantris was important. Yeah, a lot of that yeah. knowledge was lost, and I don't think uh, the Elantrians wanted to share that. That's <laughs> yeah. probably fair. Like, during its height. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's so specific. Yeah, and I don't think people would think of doing that. Because... Um, forgery has power enhancing symbols that Shy knows about, or at least she knows more than she thinks she does. So it's like, but making the connection, like, oh, what if we make a giant city to imp- make our stamps more powerful? <laughs> in just in this exact <laughs> shape that we need, that yeah. reflect, like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. and not only the land, but you have to get the right symbol that corresponds with the land. Like, it's it's pretty complicated and very specific. So yeah. I, I don't blame people for, it's rare for people to have figured that out. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And, and like, I think it wouldn't it work for the place where it's in the, the potions, the place that makes the potions, Travel or something. Like, yeah, how Travel, do you make yeah. a city out of a giant potion? Like, <laughs> eh. Well... I mean, the, the creation of Elantris was a complicated thing, right? Because Aeon Rail is the Aeon for spirit, and that yeah. plays into, well, it's spirit, but it's also soul, and so the soul of the nation. Like, there's so many moving pieces there. See, I think it's, it's, it means, in quotation marks, soul and spirit because of what it does in Aeon Door. Like it yeah. enhances yeah, yeah, investiture. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I agree. 
aeons mean fire because it can create fire. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is why the whole weird thing where aeon that means wisdom is used for healing doesn't make sense to me. Look, people are stupid. Some some people just <laughs> named the things stupid things, and they're just like, oh, we need a yeah. symbol for that, and eh, whatever. Uh, Next question comes from an unknown questionnaire. Uh, is Hoyt the secret weapon that shattered Aeronalsium? No good question, says Brandon. Good to know. Okay, yeah. so... He might have wielded the Hoyt, weapon, but he, he might have wielded yeah, the weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he himself is not the weapon, so... Which so, is fine, because Hoyd's weird, so good confirmation. Hoyd, Hoyd was not the aluminum bomb, Hoyd was the aluminum bombardier. <laughs> no, no, yes. no, 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 stop. Hoyd had the detonator, that's where it was. I hate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is, does Zeth ever get to figure out Nightblood's name, or will he always just call Nightblood Sword Nimi? And Brandon says, that's a rap too. And I never even picked up in Oathbringer that Zeth doesn't actually ever nope. call Nightblood Nightblood. Nope. No, nope. and also Nightblood isn't even the sword's original name anyway. No one's ever <laughs> asked. Zeth has not asked, hey, what's your name? Because <laughs> remember, Ben. Yes. If that's his, his original name would be imprinted in his personality because the, those yeah. things initially are like deep in his mind. So if Zeth asked, then Nightblood oh, would just say his... what his original name was. Ooh. And Nightblood, yeah, Nightblood is not his original name. That's what Vasher called him. And that's what yeah. we're just calling him. But, yeah, that's great. <laughs> speaking of. Speaking of Awakened this, Blades. Yeah, speaking of Awakened Blades, the next question asks, does Vivenna slash Asher's sword have a name? Brandon, yes, asterisk. What if, hear me out. Okay. What if Vivenna slash Asher's blade is called asterisk. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I love it. That's that's it. That's it. You're done. We're good. We've got it. Let's cross-reference that with every time Brandon said asterisk and see if there's a correlation with that and Vanna's blade and see if we can determine that. Uh, and okay, roll but, credits. But, but real talk, why would he say yes when clearly the blade is... is you know, like, is sentient. Yeah. Right? Like, it was feeling out the spread in the cognitive realm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Remember? On the sentient, sapient. It's alive yeah. to some degree. It like, has what opinions. If, what if it's like a dump spread? It could be. That's what I was <laughs> um, thinking. Uh, like, a, like a wind spread. That's more basically what I've been thinking wind of. Wind versus honor spread, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Where it's awakened and it has opinions and feelings on things, but the I think maybe the asterisk could be it doesn't have a name for itself, and it's yes, it has a name, but its name is just what Vivenna called it. Like it's not actually got. It doesn't self identify. Not, not in the same way that Nightblood has. Yeah, its own. Yeah. Well, wait, maybe. but the original name that Nightblood had would wouldn't that just be what Basher and Shashara named it? Not. I mean, it depends, right? Because you're you're dumping a eh. whole lot of investiture into a sword, and that investiture manifests sapience on its own maybe it has innate understanding of what it is and and mm. by virtue of developing sapience chooses a name or or has like an understanding of what its name should be in the same way that shards have an understanding of what their intent is mm. and then comes vasher and says hey you're nightblood yeah i think nightblood would take more issue with be- being called nightblood 
if he felt that like oh wait no my name is this other thing that i that's true knowledge yeah. that is true i i Un- unless he's just used to it by now but he doesn't change very much i don't know that's, that's- yeah like i, I mm. like this is weird yeah okay. Kids don't awaken swords because well <laughs> yeah because they'll uh, absorb up lots of investiture and be very scary so don't and, do and, that kids and then we have to debate about their nature stay in school and... kids don't <laughs> awaken swords <laughs> don't go to school for awakening swords okay okay so this next one is asked by Joe Zombie who is asking about whether there were any bondsmiths at the time of the reckoning. And uh, Ben is like, reckons? wait, the reckoning? <laughs> the the recreants. <laughs> the That's time of recreants has in. come. <laughs> okay. And Ben is like, That's a plot point. You're supposed to be asking that question. And Joe Zombie clarifies that he's trying to figure out if the sibling was bonded and if that's what caused the sibling to do what the sibling did. And Brennan just like, let's just say this is Rafa with the promise that I intend to answer the question relatively quickly. Okay. First of all, there definitely was a bondsmith because that was Malishi. Thank there you. There was one bondsmith, yes. and we definitely know that. Yeah. Yes. So that's the end of it, and so the sibling <laughs> was not bonded. Yes. So, yeah, we know the answer to this. Yeah, Great. and the recreants, like, the sibling started receding before the recreants, so it's like, yes. I take issue with this question. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, we, we know the answer to all these things. We don't know who Malishi was bonded to, do we? It's no, we heavily, don't. heavily implied that it's the Stormfather, because yes. the Stormfather was wounded in the recreants. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. I was going to say, so oh, the, it's, it's not yeah, explicitly yeah. spelled out in the books, the reason we know this is because uh, we know Malishi was involved in, was the only one Oh, wait, do we have? We, I think we do. It's one of the um, gem archives yeah. that Malishi was like it's the only gem archive, yeah. and in the in world words of radiance, where they're like Malishi was like, "Yo, I'm going to use my power to stop the Voidbringers," which was imprisoning by Demishram, which we saw in yes. the gem archive. Which, like this, this is all very clear. Yeah. Well, okay, not very clear. It's not very clear, but it, it is it's there. Intuitively obvious to the casual observer. <laughs> Yeah. Look, I wrote the false desolation article, so I mean, <laughs> like, oh, I, I, you know, I see what happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, great. Let's move on. Let's move on. It, it's definitely Malishi definitely wasn't bonded with the sibling. That is for sure the case. Yeah. yeah. Next question. We're back to Cell, <laughs> which is not a phrase I usually say because it's usually we're back to Roshar because forty three percent of all characters speaking. are Rosharan. But no, we're back on Cell. Let's say a blood sealer got his hands on a decor monk's bones. Could it still access the door? Inaudible. <laughs> could they even be reanimated and could they still be useful? Uh, that's a very good question. So the bones are a conduit, much like elementic metal is. That's interesting to know. Mm, yeah. Elementic metal, metals are pretty easy to affect investitures. I would say getting a hold of a decor monk's bones likely would work. Likely, they're not getting they're not going to resist very much, but I'm going to say harder to access magic than you think, but easier than with regular bones. So I'm going to give you a yes. Hmm. Which is interesting. It is interesting. And in a past episode, we talked about Meadow being conductive to investiture in some way potentially Mm. and if that is the case then 
if if we put you know regular bones on one end or, or one side and metal on another side then the core monk bones would be away from the regular bones and like somewhere in the middle work yeah yeah can, can, can i just ask a question on this the phrase elementic metals are pretty easy to infect uh to affect investitures i'm having a hard time parsing what that is supposed to mean i think it's supposed to be you elementic metals uh, allow you to do things with investiture pretty easily yeah it's like, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm reading this as out of all the compounds I, I in a previous episode i think we also mentioned that maybe an elementer can burn other things mm-hmm. other than metals yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and so very specific metals are kind of the easiest keys to ruins and preservations or i guess preservations investiture pool mm. yeah but other metals are more difficult and yet other compounds like you just can't burn you can't access any investiture with them it's i, I don't even think it's necessary like allomancy restricted like it's in the Cosmere, certain metals are are more easier to affect with investiture, like to get investiture going, which is yeah. why those metals are used for allomancy. I have a question. Would you guys consider what Lift does the same process as what Elemancers do? No. No. Oh, no. wait. Oh, actually, because uh... <laughs> this has been explicitly asked by Brennan, I think by you. Where Brennan originally says, like, oh, yeah, they're the same thing. And then, like, as explaining, it's like, oh, no, these are totally different. Right. So with Lyft, no, I don't think it was me, but it, it may have been in Chicago. It, it was definitely in Chicago. With Lyft, she turns, yeah, she actually turns food into investiture. Yeah, Like, she's the food is not a key. It. Yeah, whereas the metals, the key, which is grabbing investiture from somewhere else. Yeah. Which is, like, a different thing, right? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. okay, I would just like to read this word of Brandon from the Firefight Chicago signing, where Arjun asks this exact <laughs> question. Yay, it's not me this time who forgot his own word of Brandon. Yay! Well, it happens to me all the time. Yeah. And it's not usually on the show, though, so listeners don't know. Yeah, like, but it usually happens to me. Fine, fine. Have your moment. Similar to the medals, Arjun, so like Gate, Brandon, yes. And then Brandon's like, she can metabolize, she can draw. It's not actually the food. It's it's not like the metals. Not exactly. It's not. <laughs> what she can do is metabolize into investiture instead of sugar. Okay. Okay, good talk. I want to loop back around to what Ian was saying about how are some metals in the cosmic easier to affect investiture with, and that's why they were picked for Alamancy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the other way and say the reason that they affect investiture easier is because of what Preservation of Ruin did, because we know that what they did is is affects all of those metals in the Cosmic. You can go to sell and get some copper, and an Alamancer could still use that and burn that. Well, I don't think anything they did affected the metals. That's just uh, saying, if you have this spiritual connection to Preservation, these are the keys that will unlock my power. That, yeah. That's what preservation did, right? They didn't affect the metal in any way. I'd argue probably. that on a spiritual level, they most likely did. Yeah, I don't know how much that matters, though. <laughs> like, it's yeah. like such a minor thing because you have to already have the connection to preservation to use those metals. Yeah. And I it's think, just like the yeah. chemical compound that 
it's it's the structure of it that matters. Hey, look, not if, anything if, they're doing. If when we get more information on how to build Fabrials comes out and all of the metals they use in Fabrials or all the Elementing metals, then then I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like, look, it's the Elementing okay. metals. <laughs> well, Fine. that doesn't contradict anything I just said. Mm, okay. okay, let's let's, put, let's let's put let's move on. on the back burner. <laughs> let's, let's move on. I still think that word of Brandon is quite difficult to parse, but it's been a while since I've gotten the details of Blood Ceiling. But let's go to this next one, which is super spicy. Uh, so this next one is from Mason Wheeler, who asks, yeah. One of the letters in Oathbringer suggests that the Shards had a pact to all go their separate ways, and some of them held to it, and some of them didn't. Which Brandon said yes. Mason says, out of all of them, how is it possible that one of the ones that didn't is the one whose nature is to obsessively keep your word at all costs? Mm. He's referring to honor there, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, Brandon says he would argue that he kept his word. And Mason said, so, okay, so a loophole. Brandon says he wouldn't even call it a loophole. Excellent question, Mason. Mm. Top tier. Yeah. So what, what? I think yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. is that <laughs> yeah, what was not to interfere with each other. But in Honor's mind, if he and Cultivation, who he was romantically involved with, right, if they work together, they're not technically interfering with each other. They're just working together. Because they're working together. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the pack in his mind was like, don't mess with other people's toys, but- I'm not going to mess with endowment, but uh, me and my wife, we're going to go- Yeah, um, we're- our- our bank account is a joint bank account. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Pretty much. That that seems most reasonable. I'll say that seems because I mean, my brain was going in the direction of they they said, oh, everyone only gets like one planet. And then they they would argue, ah, oh, there's like three planets in Russia, and like we're just gonna. So that, that's <laughs> that's on average. Each <laughs> on one of us that, only gets. I do find that funny, but. <laughs> so yeah. But I, I think Ian's is more sensible. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that this next one comes in the same time that we were talking about uh, Nightblood Ascending, because this questioner asks, would it be possible for an inanimate object that was invested to the point of sentience ascend to shardhood? Uh, and earlier in the episode, well, if Nightblood eats a bunch of investiture, yeah, I mean, it's, mm. shardhood's just a level of investiture. Just gotta have enough. Brandon, to become a vessel of Adenalcium or become a shard, though, this is a tricky question because the power left alone will become sapient. And at that point, the distinction between being a shard and a vessel is fine, but still extant. And I would say that the power could not become a vessel in the same way because it's defined as something different. But it is possible for the power to be left alone and to gain sapience on its own. The questioner. The example we were thinking of was Cell. It was stated in Arcanum that the landscape itself was invested to the point of, could the planet of Cell be the vessel of, demo- of devotion? The vessel of Brandon, devotion. What did I say? Y- y- you were about to say vessel of demotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Brandon, at this point, it's playing semantics, and I would say no. But there are people in Cosmere that would argue that the semantic distinction is irrelevant and that it is the same. Which is interesting because in ages past, before we got the term vessel, yes. Brennan was like, oh no, the yeah. person just becomes the shard. That's right, yeah. That, so the he fact said that, that he's years. saying like, there's a difference be- between being a shard and a vessel, like, that, yeah. like there is He is distinguishing there. that more of these, yeah. Which, well, yeah. I think that this is, is an difference. example of Brandon realizing this 
there should be a distinction there. Be- yeah. Obviously, because fandom <laughs> I mean, thinks there should be a distinction. We're dealing there. with large epics that are very detailed, and it's like, no, 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 we we do need to do that. Thing. Do you That's guys it. think that at some point in the Cosmere, we're going to see a vesselish shard that has gained sapience? And- Absolutely. We've been talking about that yeah. a while, so yeah, I kind of... I wonder like, if yeah, that would be crazy. Like, yeah, I think that'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be interesting because, like, yeah. it'd probably be pretty one-trick pony kind of thing, personality-wise. On a, on a side note, talking about vessels is always a little weird to me because, in my language, the word literally means happy or joyous. <laughs> 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 and, and so there's there's always a small part of my brain that goes the shard of joy. <laughs> <laughs> This next questioner asked about where the idea for the girl who looked up came from. And Brendan's just like grew out of his love for folktale and story fairy tale, specifically the panoply of Pandora esque myths from around the world, which makes sense. This yeah. is absolutely a Pandora myth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Cool. Question number next from Podman36. <laughs> Uh, asks about um, human AVR worm symbiosis and whether humans can be, essentially if humans can learn to utilize the abilities that the worms, so if you don't know, the reason AVRs have powers is because they eat worms that give them those powers. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the person is asking whether humans can also do that because that's been denied in the past. And the answer is is pretty much No. Uh, it's not going to work if the human is adult. It's not going to work if the human is baby. It's not going to work if the human undergoes some kind of training montage where they do whatever with the worms. Um, it's just the biology is too different. The gut flora is too different. Um, Gotta love that gut flora. <laughs> I'm good. Prime, prime, well, not prime real estate for the AVR worms. Um, but. Through the generations, through things like selective breeding and maybe I, I'm speculating genetic engineering, maybe theoretically possible. Yeah. Cool. Tinfoil hat theory. Alamancers can burn worms in their bodies and get the power. Espoused. <laughs> More things alimentically viable. Worms. <laughs> worms. That's, that's how you get. Wormomancy. <laughs> Wormomancer. <laughs> Great. What's the Latin word for worm? I was about to, to ask the do, internet. I was going to say, did they, did they have worms in ancient Latin places? But <laughs> then probably, yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Worms are pretty universal. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a new. The worms are a new invention. <laughs> these kids these days with their fancy new worm, vermis. Vermomancer. Vermomancer. <laughs> It's Vermont probably also where vermin comes from. Probably. Yes, yeah. uh, definitely. Uh, and also, obviously, the, the Old English worm or worm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Moving yeah. on! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> worm lesson over. Uh, so, Podman36 then also asks, uh, so we know that, oh yeah, speaking of insects, uh, so we know that the Sia <laughs> Amian and are, we know that there are Sia Amian and human hybrids like the Natsanathans. Uh, do Dizian Amians hybrids exist? And if not, could they? Which Brandon makes a face and says, I don't think the biology is compatible. Which Good. I'm 
I'm glad we got that confirmation. I, I, I would like to point out that that makes sense. Yep. But I would also like to point out that Brandon has also said, you know, Aiden Alcium created certain races with a similar with similar intent that so that they can crossbreed like humans yep. and singers. And so I would just like to say that it is interesting that uh the Dissians presumably were created by Aiden Alcium, and I guess they hmm. were just created with a different purpose. Yeah. yeah. Right? All of the humanoid species Amy. were yeah, okay. designed to interbreed. <laughs> the freaky yeah. 10,000 Kremlings in a trench coat. No. <laughs> Aiden Elzio just didn't like him. He was, he, even yeah. he was like, oh, it's a bit too far. Yeah. <laughs> but I really want Ansibles later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we are a family podcast here, so we're going to move on quickly. Yep. yep. This next one, questioner asks... On Threnody, is there more than one metal that affects shades? Brandon, technically a Rafo. Interesting. What, what, what is so it? like silver prevents shades from going past, right? Mm, so like, yeah. that's what they're referring to here. Why technically, though? Why, yeah, what, why is this a technical Rafo? Why not just a Rafo? Because just, I think yeah. this is something that's explicitly planned to be discussed in the Threnody novel, yeah. if I had to guess. And probably isn't just a big plot point because there's not going to be shades there, maybe? I don't know. So it's just yeah. like, technically, you'll see a thing, but it mm-hmm. maybe doesn't matter too much. Because yeah. I expect a- aluminum would have some sort of effect. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Just for aluminum weirdness. Yeah. Sure. So this next questioner talks about, so I have a weird type of amputation, amputation where they reattach my foot back onto my leg, sort of like a inaudible. Would Stormlight <laughs> Healing be able to heal that, Brennan? A lot of that's going to depend on perspective. I would say yes, in most cases it would be able to. So the questioner continues, so it would grow the leg back to how it normally was. Brennan, it would take a little work, but it would. But your perception is going to influence it. Yep, pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, your perception influences your spiritual a- aspect, mm-hmm. and that's, you know... I feel like the inaudible here may have been important. Yeah. 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 Because it it seems like this is like a a strange scenario, so it would have been interesting to know the extent of Stormlight. Yeah, for sure. It's probably something like it's attached, but it might not, like all of the nerves might not have been attached fully. So it works, but not as well as a normal foot. If you're this questioner, comment below uh, and <laughs> please, tell us what please. Or, yeah, or even better, be register good. an account on, on Arcanum, Arcanum and then just edit it in there. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. our, our ears are not healed by Stormlight and we can't hear good. Not all of us are Jafu. Not all of us are Jafu. No, that's true. Uh, so you can find these words of Brandon on wob.covermind.net. So register for an account there. Uh, and we will, next week, we will do another one of these, because there's still more to do. But right now, it is time for... Who's, Who's that co- cosmic character? Yeah, you're not stealing my, my, my announcement. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> okay, so, for the listeners at home, this is the game where uh, you send in five clues and a character to who's that cosmic character at gmail.com, and I will read the clues off one by one, and these guys have to guess who the character is before we get to the fifth clue, because if they're unable to guess the fifth clue, you win, and they all lose, because they suck. Right. And they die. (laughs) 
<laughs> He's that calls the character to the death. Right. New game show coming to the 70 chart YouTube channel. <laughs> well, we Welcome go. to the Cosmere Games. <laughs> We've spoken about doing a sudden death one where you're only like one guess in the whole game. Which I'm looking and then you suddenly yeah. die. And then you just suddenly die if you get it wrong. I like that. Yep. I do that one day. Cool. Right. So, character number one sent in by Alex Hansen. Hi. Hello. Alex Handsome. Hey! Hey! This character is male. <laughs> but is it handsome? Uh, <laughs> hmm. Um. I mean, at, at, Art- arty. It is not arty or eighty. At this point, it doesn't matter. So breeze. It is not breeze. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say Raiden. It is not Raiden. Excellent. Clue Thinking number two. that people would send in uh, a Lantris question. Uh, he's that Cosmere characters. <laughs> so, so sometimes happen, but not frequently. Question number two. Sorry, clue number two. This character is immortal. Hoid. It is not Hoid. Frost? It is not Frost. Redded. <laughs> Tom. It is not Palm. I, I said Tom. He did. As in Tom. the Herald. Okay, it Palm is-, is female. Okay. Sometimes that is a real good say point. He I did say Tom. He did say Tom. It is not Tom either. You get, you get okay. two for that because I'm sleepy and, and my ears don't work. <laughs> cool. Uh, clue number three. This character is from Terrace. Cezad. It is not Cezad. Look, I've learned <laughs> from last week. Just go with the obvious thing. Don't overthink it. Rashek. It is not Rashek. Okay. Good, because. <laughs> Technically yeah, I, not I, immortal if you yeah, die. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just what? Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm, I've just realized something. I have a I have an append- addendum if you guys okay. to this one. Yes. Yes. But to it, the we, swab? To the to this to this character. Oh. I'll add I'll add it at the end. Okay. Okay. Oh, what's the mm. I have a guess, but I need another clue so I can do my guess. I don't remember the name. There's a, there is a character I'm thinking of, but I'll, I'll pass. Okay. okay. Uh, clue number four. This character is hemologically spiked. Hardek, I think, is his name. It yeah, is Hardek. Yes, that was that was going to be the next <laughs> yeah, thing I thought of. The first generation like, guy. Yeah, yeah yep, the leader yep, of the first generation yeah. of the Chandra. Um, oh. Clue number five was before spiking. This character was not human. Uh, yes, that's, they were human. Oh wait, no, <laughs> that's technically. Oh, they were technically to between, Yeah, like, no, they were, no, they were. Weren't they directly transformed into con? Into no, Kondra? they were all turned into uh, misrates and then like spiked while he was holding the power. But yeah. there would theoretically be a point of time between being human and being spiked that they would be misrates. Yeah, and and uh, the addendum I would have then is the Chandra's immortality has been thrown into question recently. So that clue number two was a I bit. I uh, <laughs> seem to recall that there was a thing in the annotations where they were directly converted into Chandra, and there was not a mistrate phase. I think it's like milliseconds that they were mistrates. It's not like oh they yeah, were well, mistrates for matter, two days. Then. That's the matter. <laughs> that is very. Let's debatable. do the next one. Let's do the next one. Cool. Okay. Character number two. This character has some pretty great one-liners. This is a great first clue. This yes. is a different yeah. flavor of a first clue. This is, yeah. I like I'm, it. 
This is sent in by Gavin Morrison, by the way. Thank you, Gavin. For I'm going to go with Hoyd. It is not Hoyd. Great one-liners. Uh, light song. I'm- it is Ooh, not light song. Uh, all I can think of is Adolin. Look, he has some good one-liners. In the <laughs> prayer, okay, it is. I not have to go Adolin. to someone that I trust with my life. My Taylor. Yes. <laughs> like, that was amazing. That's what appeared in my mind, so. Yeah. Okay. Who number two. This character has grown tremendously since we first saw them. Shalon? It is not Shalon. Hmm. She is that witty character. She is. She's got those wits. I'm gonna say Sazed. It is not Sazed. Does he have one-liners? Well, it's... Like, some of the epigraphs are one line, so... Whoa! <laughs> he quite literally has one liners. Unfortunately, the hero of ages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was mm. a good one-liner, but that does not really fit the spirit of what that clue one means, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. I would riot if that was the case. <laughs> Kelsier? It is not Kelsier. Did he really grow much? Yeah, I mean... So was, I no. mean, maybe he grew another body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think Secret History gives him depth, a lot of depth. Okay. Okay, so through number three. This character can be considered both old and young. Pattern? It is not pattern. Oh, Sill. Hey, yes, uh, this yeah. character is Sill. <laughs> I knew you were gonna Yay. get it on that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Clue number four was this character enjoys a good prank, and clue number five is the father yeah. had hit uh, the case character's father has their head in the clouds. Hey. <laughs> I think all those clues were extremely clever. They were very good. I like that. Good I like it. question. Yes. Take take notes on that clue because uh, on that character because that was a a main character, but the clues were just like, oh, I had to I had to think about that. A little bit like different. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was Rather than El, Rosharin. El Primo, <laughs> who's that Casimir character? Primo. Good job, Gavin. You win the good Who's That Cosmere Character Award for this month. If Brandon... Which may be September or October. I don't know. If this Who's That Cosmere Character was a question and you'd asked it of Brandon, he would say, good question. (laughs) That's not a high bar. Uh, (laughs) He would also ruffle you. That's right. Great. Well, we'll see you guys next week for more Words of Brandon from the Legion release. And so follow us on 17chart.com for all your news, discussion, fun, and theories uh, that you need in your life about and Brandon Sanderson. Send your Who's That Cosmic Characters to Who's That Cosmic Character at gmail.com. Yep. You can discuss with us on our Discord link below. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube. You can give us a review on iTunes. And we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ha.